This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back. Uh, A a long welcome back uh, to the Patriots Dynasty podcast. We are the... Brown Brothers, and we're going back and rewatching every game of the Dynasty era. Uh, with me today, not both brothers, Greg is actually preparing to go to the current Buffalo game. Him and his friends are stuffing themselves in an RV and driving up to Buffalo, which sounds great, but in reality uh, doesn't smell very good. But with me, we have Steve Brown, the good brother, the better brother, the best brother. The better brother. No, no, the best brother. I'm the best brother. Well, if I'm the better brother, I'm automatically the best brother, unless you have a brother I don't know about it. That's fair. I mean, we, we might. We've been told we look like the mailman, so there might be other brothers out there that we don't know about. But in kind of this actually works out really well. We, we've been gone for a few weeks because um, shit's just been crazy. Uh, Thanksgiving, Patriots game in Carolina. Yeah, and I am redoing a kitchen, so things are just a hot mess right now. So, uh, but everything's kind of worked out for the best because this, in the current time, we are, what's the date today? December 2nd, 2021. We are preparing ourselves for, I'd say, the first uh, real Patriots-Bills game that's meant anything in a while. Wouldn't you say? Sure. I mean, this is like the biggest deal. Oh, of past I feel Bills like Bills fans always build it up more than it actually is. Well, yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking from a Pats fans' perspective here. Like this is this is the Bills Super Bowl every year, especially because right. it's in Buffalo, right? And they but, always get their ass kicked. Yes, I was actually going back and and re like watching everything, and I think uh, the Patriots in. Like all the all the games against the Bills in Buffalo. Do you want to guess what their record is? I think it's 20 games. Yeah, 20 games. Do you want to guess what their record is in Buffalo? 18 and 2, 18 and 3, 17 and 3. <laughs> you fucking nailed it. 18 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> Technically 18 and 3 if you count the uh, the Cam Newton game last year. Um, so you can you can call it 18 and 3, but yeah. In the Belichick Brady era, 18 and 2. That's and the that includes in the red zone, right? That was at Buffalo. Yes, yep, that was the one where they were driving for the game when he touched down. So, 18, two and a half. Because <laughs> fuck the Bills fans. Yeah, it's Cam uh, Newton. He sucks now. You see him? It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that the Patriots got as much as they did out of him is uh, a small yeah. miracle. I was big, I'm still a big fan of Cam Newton. Yes, I love Cam, but he's just not good anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's just not that. Well, I mean, you can't really judge him this year because, like, you can't just throw a starting quarterback in two weeks after you pick him up and expect him to like do anything. But yeah, he's he's definitely not the uh, MVP caliber that he used to be. Good thing Greg isn't here. He would be taking us on a whole different trajectory of this podcast by arguing about how terrible Cam is or something like that. Oh, undoubtedly, yeah. Um. <laughs> Glad we're aligned, Andy. Belichick's the best. He's an awesome coach who really yeah. got the most out of Cam. Right, exactly. And almost beat uh, a really good Buffalo Bills team for the first time in two centuries. Yeah. With but from team. the Bills' perspective, you're right. This is probably the biggest Patriots at Bills game in a lot of their lifetimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, at least so they can remember. Because they probably had bigger games. Like the AC Championship game last year was like a bigger game than this. But yeah. It means a lot to them. We'll say. I, I've been uh, keeping an eye on Bill's social media, and half of them are very confident that the dynasty is over and the Bills are going to stomp the life out of the Patriots this week, and the Patriots are pretenders. And the other half are very nervous. I saw a meme today of, um, you know, the one where Mo is chucking um, uh, and the Simpsons. Mo, the bartender, is chucking um, who's the the fat drunk out of the bar. Barney. Yeah, Barney. He's chucking him out of the bar, and then like all of the, the next frame, you see Barney in the background. Yeah. 
And so it was that, but um, Mo was the Buffalo Bills last year and the Buffalo Bills this year. And Barney's like creeping back into it. It's like, yeah, that's that's how they feel. They're like, oh, oh, this feels familiar. If this game goes wrong, your shit's going to fall apart. Blame them, dude. I mean, like you said, it's been oh. 18 too. They've been let down a lot. <laughs> yeah, been they have. Games. So here, game here's... Here's a pop quiz for you. Can you can you do you remember those two games, those two losses? Uh, one was the West Welker game raised a ton of yards and they still lose, which I don't remember at all, but I think we're going to watch soon. Yeah, 2011, um, where soon. Brady threw four touchdowns and also four interceptions. And the other one was, was that the week 17 game where Brady sat in the second half? That one was at home. Nope. No, this was uh, this was a very memorable one. This is one that I think Bills fans still talk about to this day we've we've done it on this podcast the only other memorable bills moment i can remember is when they threw the dildo on the field but i'm pretty sure they still <laughs> lost that game <laughs> you know they did <laughs> no this is um the opening of 2003 oh yes the lawyer yeah. malloy game yeah and the, the sam adams uh pick six so i will go on record because this, this will come out after the game right uh yeah, this will come out on Tuesday. That the Patriots won't lose thirty-one nothing. Okay, you think the Patriots will win? Not thirty-one nothing. I'm going to go on record. I think the Patriots will win this game. I think it'll be real fucking close. I think it's going to be a dogfight, but I think they they pull it out. I just don't think the Bills are mentally over it. You know, no one win against Cam Newton when he fumbles in the red zone doesn't mean you're over that hump. Yeah. Although they and then they beat uh, the pants off the second stringers at the end of 2020 yeah, yeah, as well. Which I didn't even watch. I knew it was going to be that. So, but where are we? We are 2004. Wait, 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 before we move on, uh oh, that feeling we just said they were like, wow, no, it doesn't really count. That's how Bills feel about every all those 18s. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them like this game where they just beat the pants off the Bills and it wasn't even competitive. That, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, the the uh, what was it? average margin of victory was twenty eight fifteen, so almost two touchdowns. And this one was twenty nine six. Yes, yeah. So we're talking. This is this is a home game, but this is twenty six thousand four. Is the better? Is it because they only scored them on a punt return touchdown and then missed the extra point? Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, we'll, we'll <laughs> no, get to that. We will get. For, we'll get to that. That was my favorite. But yes, uh, in the Brady Belichick era, the page thirty five and five. And their average score of the games was twenty-seven fifteen. So they they generally beat the Bills by two touchdowns. All on these stats are on patsdynasty.com. Correct. Yes. Nice, nice job, Steve Brown. Look you at you. You gotta plug your own work, Andy. Always I the sales hype guy all the time. I need that. I'm not I a hype guy. It. I'm I'm a developer, man. I you just need build a lot it. of you need a lot of help. <laughs> oh, yes. In a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing my little part. Appreciate it. One thing I don't need help in is uh, rewatching these games because this is this was just the perfect game for it because we're back in 2004, week 10. Patriots uh, have already beat the Bills in week four, 31-17 in Buffalo. This is this game is at home. Last week, uh, since it's been a while, was the Rams game where we first saw Troy Brown on defense because the Patriots so banged up in the defensive backfield that they're starting people who are named Earthwind Moreland and Randall Gay. Oh, yeah. Who apparently was the starting nickelback at LS, LSU last year. I didn't know he was a rookie in this year, but yeah. I mean, yeah. He, Randall, he was a but like, But he wasn't even like a starting corner for LSU. He was the nickelback right. at LSU. So he wasn't even like, he's a depth guy at LSU and he's starting on the Patriots. That the Bills could only muster six special teams points against this defensive backfield. is oh, and, and it gets worse too. Like this, it gets worse. Um, but yeah, and oh, and the, the last time the Patriots lost this, I think they're what, 23 of 24 wins in this Stretch yeah, was loss. yeah a couple weeks ago they got their doors blown off in Pittsburgh on Halloween, but this was Monday night, which uh, gives you the A team. I actually really like these guys: Mike oh, Patrick, Joe Thais, and Paul McGuire. You like these three? I do, I and especially them. in this game, I don't know what it was. I have but a note here 
Really? Two of these douches are recently in the Hall of Fame. Yuck. I, they're, they're not in the Hall of Fame <laughs> for their commentating. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> I'm going to have to get you a Joe Theismann jersey like you guys got me a uh, what's-his-name jersey. It's, it was, it was, they're just, they all talk over each other. See, that's what... They're, they're, they're just pushing storylines instead of actually like commentating on the game. They're just being like, they don't actually say what's going on in front of you or make any commentary on that. That's why Tony Romo is good because he's like live streams in his head about what's happening these guys don't even pay attention to what goes on the field and they're just talking about tom brady's determination it's true but and it's at like that point two and they make a big stop and like and he's so determined he gets the last person to show up and the first person to leave oops i mean the other way around and just like <laughs> oh god you're the worst yes but what was the score at that point where they started bringing that because this game was a blowout like early it was the whole game it was it was 20 nothing at halftime and like it it should have been he, he felt like double there Brady Bledsoe, and then they shut cut to Susie Colbert, and she's laughing at his mistake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Susie Colbert too. Like I, I feel so bad for her because uh, part of the like the extracurriculars that were going on was that the uh, Red Sox had recently won the World Series, and so they had a couple of Red Sox at the game and were, like celebrating it. Like they brought the trophy and everything, and they had. Uh, Kurt Schilling on crutches showing yeah, up for World Series. Like, just got out of the hospital after. The yeah, place. exactly after the surgery and everything. He's uh, yeah, which uh, he's how far he's fallen. That sucks. Oh, that was uh, I haven't know that was peak. That was his peak. Everything yeah. else from that moment downhill yeah. for Kurt. Uh, yeah, and and he's that stu- is peak. Yeah, and he's Monday still drinking. Night TV appearance, and then it's all. Just, yeah. Oh yeah, he, he just <laughs> fell the fuck off. And the other guy that was there was Johnny Damon too. And Dude. so. Did you catch the interview? It was like towards oh, the end. Oh, dude, it was so bad. Oh, it like I I, I couldn't tell if he was just uh, like dumb or if he was drunk. But I I have it here. He's Let me, dumb. Uh, he was just drunk. He wasn't drunk. He was just dumb. And I don't know. But listen, because he's like he's almost slurring, but not quite. So let me uh, imagine being his coworker and he's just droning on and on on the clubhouse. You're playing baseball. And he's just talking and talking without it. Like he went on for like three plays and sold. Yeah, oh my God. That's what I said. Yeah. He just wouldn't shut up. So it's fucking typical. Poor Susie Colver. Mm-hmm. Always getting the drunks on the sideline on Monday night. <laughs> Red Sox oh, yeah, outfitter Johnny Damon oh, yeah. honored before the game. The Patriots won a Super Bowl before your season. What kind of motivation was that? Oh, it's a huge motivation because they uh, showed up play the spring, this whole thing. or showed up to opening day a couple of years ago, throwing out the first pitch, and they showed up again this year. And um, you know, those guys inspire us. I mean, they know how to play as a team, and that's exactly what we had to do to win a championship. So, uh, uh, coming out here and supporting them. Oh, we'll do it any day. We think they're the greatest teams around, and um, they support us. Nothing. We support them. It's um, New England's a very happy place right now. You know, with so much criticism these days of athletes question. and selfishness, and That's you right, mentioned no team and the Patriots here. are so much yes, of that. So How do you forge that? Well, it, you have to look towards the team because that's exactly what wins you championships. I mean, look at Kurt oh, Schilling going on a broken ankle. Uh, you don't want to see the pictures that he has. Um, you have guys like Orlando Cabrera, David Roberts making that big stolen base. And of course we have the big guys, Ortiz and Manny and uh, Almost Mark sounds drunk, right? I mean, you have to look at this as a team. This I mean, it's something very special. Uh, Keith Fall, Pedro, I mean, on and on and on. I mean, there's yeah, on and on and on uh, 15, 16 guys who uh, number could two. be MVP. And uh, that's what makes a great team. So um, I'm very happy of what we accomplished. These fans of New England, Still going. they're the absolutely, they're the best. And um, I mean, this is the best place in the world to play. And I mean, they've uh, made me happy. And I know they've made our teammates very happy. And we are very happy that we got to bring a championship to them. Congratulations. Right. Enjoy the offseason. Like, All right. Thank you. Out. Thank you very much. Do you Ugh. see his face at the very end there? Go back like 10 seconds. Right when he finished, he looks up off camera. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, even them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Rough. He's like, there's 15, 16 guys. He named nine of them, including himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We'll save that so we can. Uh... He's been happy like three, five times in a row. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, this is the best place to play. And then he immediately accepts us. Well, I'm happy, and I hope the fans are happy, and the team is happy, and we like how happy they make us feel happy. So Ooh. this is a happy place. 
And now, and now I'm going to the Yankees. That's why Monday night, also the worst. Terrible production. You couldn't see the down and distance on the score clock. You know, I was always oh, like, really? down because I was watching it and doing something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was all right. I like it. I like the, uh, well, they have the Sky Cam, which is still Sounds new. like you just have poor choice in commentators because those I three disagree. guys are awful. I think I'm just a, uh, a connoisseur. So I, I can understand in, the, the finer points. One and, point in the commentator's favor. I'll give him this one bone. All right. They call the, they're better than the Bills defensive coordinator because they called the touchdown to uh, Fourier. He's like, oh, look at number 88. This is a place where they like to go to him. Corey Dillon's off the field. And sure enough, Tom Brady throws a yeah. play action to Christian Fourier for the touchdown. And they're like, oh, wow, great call, Joe. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he knows it. What the hell are you doing? DC on the Bills letting that guy go free. God. Yeah, fucking brutal. Yeah, who was the coach on this team? Oh, this is Mike Malarkey. This is back in the day. That's a bonehead Bills move. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, though I thought the the best part about the commentators in this was, I think Paul McGuire was having a bad day or something, but he was getting super snippy with the other two. Like they say something, he was like, "No, that's wrong," yeah, and then just like, like let it hang. <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. It's awkward. Yeah, that, that's the best part. I love the awkwardness of it. No, I want so good, good commentating. It was. Telling me things about the game that I don't already know. These guys don't even know the game. Oh, Joe Theismann does. Joe Theismann was the original Tony Romo, dude. No, Joe Theismann, so bad. No. And you can't even hear him because the other two guys are bitching about who's right, about if that was the right call or not. Three plays that's ago. true. To be fair, they, they, did, they were legitimately pissed off about the uh, roughing the pass on Rodney for him. Which nowadays, 100% rushing. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. It was. <laughs> it's a little louder like, these days. Just the above the knees. It was awkward, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, it is, it is put it stuck in the ground. That was a blown knee. Yeah, so let's, let's just talk about the, the scoring in this real quick. Um, Patriot, like, first quarter, nothing really happened. Pats kicked the field goal, no big deal. Um, and no, then... There's a bunch of boneheaded Bills moves in the first quarter. What are you talking about? All right, give them to me. I have, this is my new thing. Every time you play the Bills, they do a bunch of boneheaded things that you just like, that's just, what are you doing? Your Bills. The first kick of the game, the returner catches oh. it and runs in the end zone, and the rest are like, we'll yeah. start that at the one yard line. Yeah. Then they review it for 10 And they had to, they had to challenge it. Yeah. yeah. The Bills had to challenge it to get it to be a touchback. And it took Which 10 it minutes. So, like, way to kill the momentum. Like, oh, it's Monday night. Let's go. And then, yeah. like, all right, first kickoff, we're going to have a 10 minute review. Yeah. Oh. Oh, terrible. But why even put that on the board, Bills? Like, right. It's a boneheaded move. It's stupid. Then, and Oh, yeah. Go ahead. They get their first possession, and they do a 24-yard punt to the 10-yard line. That's true. Oh, well, even before that, though, um, they tried to do a flea flicker, but the Patriots rushed so well that they were standing next to Drew Bledsoe when whoever it was, the running back, went to turn around yeah. and pitch it. So he's like, fuck it, and kept it, and still ended up like running for 10, 12 yards. That was actually a good play by Will. This was Willis McGahee's fourth start, I think. It was, and his other he three starts for, this season, he had all rushed for 100 yards. And he was the guy who tore his ACL in college, right? Yep, 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 yep. So this so was, this I think this is his rookie season. A year and a half after he was drafted? He must have sat like the that. whole first year, I feel like. Something and like then, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this this was his first time seeing the field after being a first round pick. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So and then you're right. They drove to the New England 35 and punted. Which is a good start. <laughs> With it, like it was like a fourth and four too. Like yeah, you realize you're you're you always you know Patriots a better team. Like the Titans when we played them, they were going for on fourth in the red zone a lot. Yeah. Put an extra pressure on the defense to see if they can convert. So you have to, yeah. Scare play calling, and then they punt it 24 yards to the 10, and like immediately Corey Dillon gets the ball <laughs> and like rips falls off. over in the hole. No one touches him, and he like rolls on the ground for the first down. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think this game it, it felt like the Patriots driving up and down the field. They had like a two to one um, advantage in like uh, time of possession. Like they just. Ran the ball at will because it's supposed to be a good Bills defense, too. They had well, it was uh, like the Bills defense was sort of like the Patriots defense of the I don't care what you get between the 20s, but in the red zone, they were pretty good in the red zone. 
Well, no, uh, this year they were chippies. They were they're almost like uh, this year's Patriots, where they they were giving up uh, 268 total yards per game, which is phenomenal. And then they gave up 273 in the first half of this one, and over 400, which is the first time this Bills defense had given up 400 yards. Um. Since two years ago against the Pats. <laughs> yeah, but Venetary kicked a 20, a 24, and a 27 yard field goal. They did good in the red zone. That's true. They did. In this the defense kept them in it as best they could. They gave a bunch of yards. They Yeah. And they were on the field for stop. twice as long. Yeah. And the, their offense was atrocious. I, I don't think that's a strong enough word, Steve. <laughs> it was. Let it was me really give bad. you this stat line. Uh, Drew Bledsoe's passing, uh, 19 attempts, eight completions, 76 yards, three interceptions, two sacks. How many, how many completions? Eight, eight of 19. And he had three interceptions. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And this against, is coming against, into this against, game against Earthwind Moreland and Randall Gay and yes. Troy Brown playing a lot of corner snaps yeah yeah yeah, their safeties were in there harrison and he played especially well Mm -hmm. and eugene wilson had interception on a terrible ball by drew yeah on a deep ball yes but he doesn't even drop the clean pick six that was that should i guess this game could have been way out of hand this is what i'm saying it should have been and he catches that pick six yeah yeah if you convert any one of the one two Three, four, five Vinatieri field goals for a touchdown. This game's over, but they only the scored. Game was already over. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was even more over. <laughs> they didn't even get any offensive points. No, not no, even didn't. from the two-yard line. Right. So, yeah, both the uh, Patriots touchdowns came in the second quarter. Uh, a couple of Brady touchdown passes. The one to Patton was nice because it took him a while to find him, but he was wide open. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. And then the four play action. one was a nice play. nice play. He, like, big block, almost fell down and got up and got the touchdown. Yep, yep. So that was nice. Um, and that was – those were sandwiched between a, a brewski interception of Drew Bledsoe, which was the second one of the half uh, on top of the Eugene Wilson one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it was like, you know, the, the Patriots drove down, scored a touchdown with not a lot of time left, like right around two minutes. And then Bledsoe immediately gets picked off like two plays later. And so the Patriots have like another two minute drive and they go down and score another touchdown. And so now it was six nothing and now it's 20 to nothing at halftime. And this game's over. Fucking done. Um, it would always die. I mean, yeah. Like it was the yeah. before start, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, because in the third quarter, the Patriots started the field goal and then. Nothing happens, bunch of three and outs until Buffalo returned the punt for a seven yard touchdown. Went for a two point conversion. And that's the one that Rodney Harrison had the roughing the passer because he dove and hit uh, yep. Drew Bledsoe right above the knees, like right on those uh, like thigh pads. And it looked awkward. So, like, it, that probably hurt because Bledsoe like, had to jump and his knees went back. It was awkward as fuck. So, he got the call. And they went for a two-point conversion again, and they the one. S- still failed. Yeah, tried to run up the middle with Willis McGahee, and I think he lost two yards. Like, it wasn't even close. It wasn't close. Well, so bad. they they crushed Willis McGahee. He must have been super yeah. hot coming in. He had 2.6 yards per carry. Yeah, he was. That's why yeah. Drew was so bad, because they shut down the run so effectively early that it was all him passing. I felt yeah. kind of bad. Again, I always feel bad for Drew in these games because – he had no help from the run game. It was on nope. him. And and his guys were dropping. Like, even if he did put the ball in their hands, they were dropping, like, big plays. Yeah. Like, third yeah. and fourth down conversions were getting dropped. And it's just, like, a typical, like, poor Drew Bledsoe game. You're right. It wasn't a lot of it. It wasn't his fault. But then you turn around and all of the interceptions were bad one to the Eugene Wilson was a bad throw for sure. Yeah, that may have been like a miscommunication yeah, on the route too. Throw. He just didn't see. He didn't even see Teddy Bruski. Yeah, didn't see Teddy Bruski. And then the last one. This is what Greg was teasing in the last episode that I had forgotten about. But this is the the Drewest of Drew Bledsoe, the Bledsoeist play, where he is picked off by none other than his former favorite receiver Troy Brown to start the fourth quarter. He just couldn't help. He just couldn't help throwing it to him. Couldn't. Felt so natural. Yeah, he's I mean, like, I recognize how many him. Completions has he thrown to Troy Brown in his career? 
Oh, good question. A ton, you know? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Browns drafted in like 97, 98. Uh, yeah, around then. Maybe a when little bit. eight rounds, and Bledsoe was right around there too. Yeah. And Troy started to be a stat. By the time Brady came along, he was well-established. as awesome. Yeah. He probably played with Ben Coates. Who, Troy? Yeah, do you think? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think Great, he had a lot. Bloodsville left Ben Coates. Yeah, let's see. Um, Troy Brown. I don't know who was the starting tight end on the Bills. They said his name at the beginning. I immediately forgot it because it was that forgettable. Yeah, it was, it was nobody worth. Um, There's no Ben Coates in Buffalo. Troy Brown got drafted in 93. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, he's been around for 93 to 2007. That's a hell of a career. So let's see. 93... Uh, Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback, backed up by Scott Seekules and Scott Zolak. Uh, the leading rusher was Leonard Russell with 1,000 yards. Uh, let's see. The leading receiver was Ben Coates. 659 yards, eight touchdowns. Because Ben Coates, 91 through 2,000. So, yeah, they definitely overlapped. You're never going to be able to figure out how many completions, but whatever it is, add at least one because Troy got another <laughs> completion from Drew. And did you see his face and he's running off the field? That is the most hype I've ever seen Troy Brown ever. He he's was kind of a flat line guy, you know? Yeah. No, that smile was just oh, light up the whole stadium. Electric. Electric. Yeah. Yep. Maximum stuck. That was awesome. Oh, it was so good. I love that. When you put that highlight, make sure you capture his whole. Oh yeah! Oh no, the highlight goes for the full. Yeah, everything. Yeah, it's yeah. it's top notch. It's it's like the perfect. It's the epitome Troy Brown too, because he was just in the right spot, good coverage, and then it was a bad throw by, um, Drew Bledsoe, and just put it like right on Troy Brown's hands. Mm-hmm. And they actually returned it for a good like fifteen twenty yards too. His nice number return. eighty. Number 80 was covering number 80 because he was covering Eric Moulds, too. It wasn't yes, like he exactly. was covering scrubs. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he was covering like a legit receiver. Eric Moulds run like a, he run like into the formation, then back out. He did like a yeah. pretty hard route to cover and tried to mirror it. He was in his back pocket the whole way through. Yeah, it's it fantastic. Really yeah. <laughs> so I know this route. I've run this a million times. All right, let's see. Uh, okay, here you go. Drew Bledsoe to Troy Brown, 266 receptions. So call 267. Seven, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy. Um, unfortunately, that was short-lived. That interception because Brady was, I think it was, maybe two plays later, was picked off by Nate Clemens. Um, and this is where the uh, rest of Bledsoe's offense kind of failed him because they they were they're on like the Patriots thirty or something like that. They were like deep inside and then went for it on. Because they're down, you know, 29 to six at this point, or 26 to six. So they have to score touchdowns. Wentford on third and seven, and a guy dropped it. Wentford on fourth and seven. And who was it? Lee Evans maybe made the catch, but like jumped up to make the catch and came down out of bounds, even though he didn't have to jump and just like so turnover and downs. And then that was it. I skipped that part. I was like, those ain't gonna do nothing. This their offense sucks. And yeah, like, no, I look at the pages drive and it was all Corey Dillon, Corey Dillon, Corey Dillon, Kevin Falk, Kevin Falk, yeah. Corey Dillon, Corey. Exactly. Dillon. Yeah. I know this. I know this works. Venetary right. field goal from the Buffalo twenty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then and now we're officially in garbage time. Uh, oh, the, the Bills bring in their uh, their savior for the future, JP Lossman, who they had just drafted out of I don't know, I first round out of Tulane. That's what it was. Yep. Uh, and he was like mediocre at Tulane. He threw like 30 something touchdowns, like 17 interceptions or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Bledsoe just did not have a good day. Eight of 19, 76 yards and three interceptions. What was their total yards? Uh, their total yards in this game. Uh, you want to, you want to give me a ballpark? Give me a guess. 150. Less. Oh, that's tough because Corey Dillon ran for 151 yards. That's well, that was my barometer. I was like, did Corey Dillon outgame the whole team? He did. Uh <laughs> by 26 yards. They they had a total 125 yards total. 
<sighs> well, right. I guess Corey Dillon had 156 because he has five yards receiving as well. They rushed for <coughs> 50 yards and had <clears throat> 75 net passing yards if you factor in sacks and stuff. Oof. Corey Dillon was a beast in this game. Yeah. And he, he was, was like, so good. he kept getting, he would get the edge and then like, wow, look at that big dude move. And he know? would just turn up field and you could just, yeah. you could sense the fear in the defensive backs. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then that, that safety coming over to try and hit him. was yeah. not having a good day. Cause Corey Dillon was right. Well, they actually uh, had a quote by Lori Malloy talking about coming into this game. He's like talking about Corey Dillon. He's like uh, <clears throat> us defensive backs. Like when you go to tackle Corey Dillon, you have to want to hit him. Otherwise, you have no chance. Like yeah. you have to want to do it. Otherwise, he's just going to run you over like you're not there. And that's exactly what happened. He looks bigger than 6'1, 225. But at yeah. this point, that's an NFL linebacker. Right. 6'1, 225. That's still a, I mean, 225 is a big boy. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Harris is somewhere around there. Probably. They but, also look way bigger because they're wearing the big old shoulder pads back in the day. You know? Yeah, they're huge. That's exactly they're really what I was say. Everybody looks way more massive. It's hilarious. They do. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's more like, streamlined uh, nowadays. It's like NFL Blitz. Couldn't you put in a code where you make the dude super massive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they were already still pretty massive even without the code, but yeah. That was a fucking great game. Just power bombing people after the play. So good. Yep. JP Lossman's stat line. One for two five yards with an interception and a sack, which he yeah. dropped the ball in that sack too, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. fumbled that, which was recovered by the Patriots. Yeah. Not a good day. Um, well, he had as many passing yards as rush. He had one rush for five yards, too. Yes. So he had 10 total yards in his first yeah. ever. Uh, and the page, the page is finished with 428 total yards against the Bills' defense, who was averaging, what did I say, 230 yards? Yeah, they ate him up. 268 Corey, per game. Corey Dillon started running, and then they had no chance. And Brady was playing similar to what Mac Jones is doing now, where he's just hitting the play action. Yep. Over exactly. And to the quick guys and letting them run with it. Yep, and uh, the Bills had not given up a 100-yard rusher this season. That ended as well. <laughs> Big time. Mainly because... Yeah, by uh, by him outgaining the, their offense by a, a significant margin. Corey Dillon gained 42 yards on the first drive. <laughs> Just fucking setting the tone. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Um, another stat that... I, actually, no, we'll save that. Um, but yeah, this is a fucking crazy-ass defensive backfield there's just it just the the names in here no time like because your your top two starting cornerbacks are out ty law and tyrone pool both out asante samuel was kind of in, i don't even think he was they said he was starting but i didn't see him um so you're starting randall gay and earthworm Moreland and troy brown as your three defensive backs and the front seven was just so good that it didn't matter uh but i think we talked a bit about JP Lossman, his interception that he threw to Telly Banta Kane. We had a Telly Banta Kane sighting. He had a sack oh, in this game right. and an interception. So sign of things to come. I guess uh, a little bit. Yeah. Look him up real quick. I want to know how tall he is because he looked a whole lot shorter than anybody else on that field. He always looked short. I remember he was that. not a big dude. And all yeah, he's always wearing 48 too. So you know he's not like a, a weird number. He's not a star. He's definitely a, um, a special teams first guy because he's in the 40s. I mean, have we even had a number 48 since? Uh, I don't know about 48. He's 6'2", 250. Jesus. So he's, he's five pounds heavier than Corey Dillon and an inch taller. Yeah, so he's bigger than Corey Dillon, and yet he, he's dwarfed by the rest that of the defense. That would be a tiny little linebacker at that point, That those times. You know, again, not right now. Yeah, no. That's but, a big NFL linebacker. Yeah, but back then he was dwarfed by literally everybody else on that field. It was ridiculous. But yeah, so <laughs> the interception was fantastic because JP Lawson rolls out. Now he's supposed to be this like athletic ish quarterback who, you know, gunslinger, Brett Favre sort of thing. And he throws it probably three yards directly into Tully Banticane's chest, who was also rolling out with him. Like, literally just threw it to him. Three yards. I didn't. Away. I didn't see this interception actually. I didn't watch it was, the whole game because it was, it was so bad. Down. It was unbelievably bad. And well, so, now I'm interested. I'm going to go on to patsdynasty.com and watch that highlight. Yeah, I'll make sure it's up there. 
You should put it out there before we do these things because sometimes, you know, Greg doesn't watch any of these games. Bro, so he I can actually watch the highlights. We're talking about it. We talk about them. Well, you, if if there's not many, I will, but there was like 20 different highlights in this game. <laughs> so they're still sure. uploading as, as we're doing this. It takes a while. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for uh, how much they whooped them up. Yeah. Yeah, there was, was a just lot of highlights for him. So many highlights. So many like you just even the, just the big Corey Dillon runs. He had like a whole like four or five separate ten plus yard runs where you're running over people and all sorts of stuff. Ridiculous. All right, what else we got in here? I'm gonna do best and worst. That's it what like we're at the bottom here. Yeah, I think I've uh, I think I've touched on all my things here. So, you know, your typical Bills game. Patriots running up the score even without a defensive backfield. Uh, yeah. All right. Give me your best and worst, Steve. You go first. I always go first. You want me to go first? Okay. I'm going to take all your best, though. No, you're not. I had a million bests. All right. <laughs> There's a lot in this game that you can pick. Um, I liked the... They, they were kind of like interviewing Tom Brady... But they had obviously done before the game, but like kept interspersing it. And one of the things was that uh, yeah, they, just draw, they sprinkle in a, a couple of like interesting factoids. One of them was that his teammates call him Mister Wonderful, which I yeah, that sounded <laughs> corny as fuck. Yeah, but I, I feel like I've seen that somewhere where uh, like in his uh, I don't know if it's like his uh, Pro Football Reference. No, it's not in there. It's somewhere. Um, oh, Jesus. Because Pro Football Reference will have like the name and then like in parentheses will have all the nicknames for the, the people. So, But I've, I've seen the the Mr. Wonderful somewhere. They, but, it's like Kube, Susie Colbert was saying it, so I didn't trust it. I want to hear it out of Brady's mouth before I believe that. That's fair. But I mean, it's something somebody called him. So I've called I Tom Brady all sorts of things. So he just doesn't know it. <laughs> but here, here's the list of Tom Brady's current um nicknames on pro football reference okay uh tb12 obviously tom terrific touchdown tom which i don't really know I goat that one. Yeah. which that's not really a nickname it's he's just the greatest of all time i guess i guess it's the note but all right here here's where it gets weird the pharaoh i don't remember that one i've never heard that one comeback kid uh yeah yeah, like that. That was kind of like an earlier. When he first one. started coming back a bunch. Yeah. They called him that. Or, or, sir. Like S I R. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that one. That's not a nickname. That's just like. Yeah. Uh, Salutation. Yeah. Exactly. That's just what you call. Yeah. I don't know. It's a sign of respect, maybe. Hello, sir. I mean, I respect him, but I don't remember anyone calling him Sir Brady. No. I mean, I don't hate it. It's not bad, Sir Brady. Yeah, yeah. The brave Sir Brady. Yeah, if you call him Tom Brady, I'm like no, 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 it's actually Sir Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Start correcting people, Andy. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the Pharaoh. To According you. to ProFootballReference.com, he prefers to be called Sir. <laughs> One of his officially recognized nicknames on ProFootballReference.com. Uh, I'm sorry, he, his he will always be Mr. Wonderful to me. Uh, but this, uh, the other fun tidbits in this was that um, at this point in his career in 2004, he has more Super Bowl MVPs than he does Pro Bowls in his career, which is, is interesting. Kind of crazy to think about. Like he just, you know, yeah, he, I'm assuming he goes this year. So you, yeah, you would have to think and he doesn't he, win Super Bowl MVP. So it evens up. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We know who wins Super Bowl MVP, Andy. Yeah, we don't know if he wins a Pro Bowl, though. I'm assuming he goes to Pro Bowl this year. I, I, I They're the wagon. It should have gone the, the first two years as well. But, well the um, first year, he didn't come on until halfway. Did he go in 2001? I don't think he did. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't in, think he did. He went in, he went in what, 2003? Yeah, because remember, uh, 2001, like the only it was a bunch of snubs because it was him and there was uh, Troy Brown didn't make it in either. Even though he yeah, led the he league, he went in three, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes again in two thousand four, and then he goes again. I don't know how many fucking times the dude's been in the Pro Bowl now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, 
this is only his fifth year and he's won two Super Bowl MVPs. I was like, bro, you guys got a long ride. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years and a shitload more of those. Yeah. Only, only two MVPs. He, he starts winning them and giving away the cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Here, give it to you. Exactly. He's got no room for him anymore. Um, my worst is, let's see. Oh, there's a lot we could do. Um, you have a lot of worsts. Not for the Patriots. <laughs> um, Actually, I'll give you one more best. They showed a, um, like an infographic thing of Bill Belichick's player profile, about what he looks for in players, because mm-hmm. they were asking about that. And they pointed out that um, like athleticism didn't show up on that list. Like He just didn't talk about that or skill at they all. They were like it was, blowing themselves about it. Yeah, but it was uh, commitment to football, work ethic, intelligence, and team attitude. Which is like so Belichick, like that is his system, right? And I guess you still got to be good. Yeah, but I think you also have to be good at what they tell you to do more than be. Yeah, you still have to actually be good, particularly skilled. And then they showed like all the uh, undrafted late round draft picks, um, like to tie into that of the of the offensive starters, and it was mm-hmm. like this list was crazy. Troy Brown in the eighth round. David Givens in the seventh, which do those rounds even exist anymore? Your eighth round doesn't. Seven does. All right. Joe Andrusi, undrafted. Dan Copen, fifth round. Stephen Neal, undrafted. Brandon Gorin, seventh round. That's their, That's one, two, three, four out of their five offensive line spots. We're either undrafted or five plus around. Do you see that thing recently about uh, talking about Jakob Johnson being the second most improved player Belichick's ever coached. Really? I didn't after see that. Stephen Neal. Oh yeah. Well, Stephen Neal was a, uh, he's a wrestler. Yeah. He was a wrestler. Football. Right, right, right. And he didn't know dick about football. Yeah. It's fucking bananas. So it was cool that Belichick's like, yeah, he came a long time. And I guess Jakob Johnson as well coming from Germany through that international thing. Yeah. 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 Also didn't know dick about football. And now he's actually been turning up recently he well. has yeah he's, he's been playing really well he's i think a big reason why the run game's working so well at the moment which segues in me into one of my i guess the best and the worst all right give him to me i forgot how good patrick passes i feel like i've said this before but yeah for a fullback he's awesome yeah there's like one he's cory dillon running play where he gets the corner and then to allow cory dillon get the edge and the linebackers like chasing them and he almost cuts him and then Patrick Pass cleans him up, pushes him out of bounds, let Corey Dillon go for another, like, another 15 yards. Yeah. Oh, and then on the punt solid. return, he was a personal protector, and so he almost ran down the punt returner. And he like <laughs> dives and swipes at his ankles and just happens to miss, you know? Yeah. Right there. But he was the closest he's one so the whole close. thing. Yeah. He's a fullback, though. He's running down a punt returner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right near the goal line. He was, he was flying. Yep. He's pretty quick for a fullback. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. And I think he gets no. Love, you know. No, he doesn't. I mean, fullbacks no, in general tend not to. That's true. But, but I feel like Patriots fullbacks have been sort of cult heroes, you know. In New England, yeah. This comes but, after this. Um, whew, good question. Devlin was well loved. Yep. Uh, yeah. Who was before him, though? Um, Patrick Devlin. Patrick no. Bass was the fullback before Mark Edwards, right? Because we saw we played against Mark Edwards in the Saints game or something. Yes, like that. yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's been more though. I don't know. I know we're missing somebody in the middle. Just getting there. clearly getting no respect. Right, that's what I'm saying. My, my buddy Patrick. They get you a, a Patrick Pass. Um, that's a deep cut jersey, a Patrick Pass jersey. This is what I'm saying. It's a real deep cut. Yep. Man, let's see. Uh, Here's the list of all running backs. Marion Butts, he was more of a running back. They split him up by fullback? They really don't. This is why we need stat check Greg. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Patrick Pass is list is running back in this. Um, he was but the fullback. Ah, there's somewhere in missing. They have Dan Klecko as a, as a running back in here. That's the other thing. Like It wasn't just Patrick Pass playing fullback in this. It, it used to be Dan Klecko, and then they had uh, Richard Seymour in. At times. Yeah, like goal line stuff. Yeah, Patrick was a lighter yeah. fullback, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You also missed a little segment about when they're just talking about Tom Brady endlessly and pushing their storylines instead of watching the game. Did you oh, hear? It? I couldn't. I rewinded it. And I couldn't understand what Susie said, but it was either 
Brady was a backup on an 0 and 7 or an 0 and 17 team. 0 and 7, I think it was. It's got there's no way they yeah. played 17 games in high school. No, 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 no. Yeah. It sounded like she said 17. I was like, holy shit. But either way. Yeah, that that's bad. That's uh and yeah, he, he couldn't even start. That must have been high school, I'm assuming. Yes, it was high school, yeah. Yeah. And then he was a backup in uh in Michigan as well with all that stuff. What a rise so. though from Back up on your shit high school team to right, going for your back to back Super Bowl wins for like a I don't know how many times, eighth time, ninth time. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, lost track. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, before I do my my couple of bests, uh, and worse, did you see the the mid game highlights in this or from around the league? Uh yes yeah yeah there was some good games. You see that Joey Porter throwing punches pregame and getting kicked out from the game. Yeah, I like fucking Browns games, Browns Steelers games back in the day were legit. And then I actually watched the end of it, like because the post game Patriots coverage and their highlight of it, the dude was like, "I thought the NHL was on strike." He's <laughs> <laughs> got a really good laugh. And I was like, finally, some good fucking commentating. That's not good. That's not bad, actually. Yeah, I'll give them that. And then I sent Trevor a Snapchat of the Lions game where the Lions are down, was it 17-3 in the fourth quarter? Yeah. And uh, Drummond, who was beast back then, returns two punts in the fourth quarter for touchdowns. Yeah. I think the first time anyone's returned two punts in a game for touchdowns, and he does them both in the fourth quarter to tie the game, and then David Gerard beats him in overtime with like a yeah. touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that ties it. They still lose after all that. Fucking God. brutal. He's got to be so mad. Oh, man. Desmond in a drumming. <laughs> that was a Chris Bourbon called him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was, that was so typically Lions-esque, wasn't it? Yeah. Rough. Worst was Sam Adams. He he was a beast a little bit in this game. And there's one hit where he like legit lifted Brady off his feet and then yeah. Oh, yeah. with all that weight. Again, yeah. another foul nowadays. That's uh, true. Yeah, you got a blindside on one play. Um, yeah, I kind of blindsided. I mean, it's hard to miss that guy coming. Oh, you, yeah, you he, can you can feel him coming. That's what that's the commentators said. You can feel the ground rumbling when he's on his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other worst slash best. Was uh, Teddy Briscoe like near towards ACL? Yeah, that looked real bad. Got and bent over, he, like somehow miraculously doesn't, and he's walking off the field like hobbling yeah. off. And he yeah, comes to the sideline, and he sees Vrabel, and the camera still has like a close up on his face, and his face is like, "Holy shit!" Yep, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. Oh, ooh, yeah. you know, like, yeah. oh, goodness gracious! <laughs> yeah, definitely escaped. Uh... He yeah. gave something he real bad. There. Dodged the bullet. bullet there, and yeah. I think that could have changed the trajectory of their whole season if Teddy Bruce, because he's a the corners suck for sure. But yep, their D line is beast. Teddy Bruce is an awesome. My other best is his interception return, which I don't oh, know if yeah. you have this highly because they didn't even show a replay of it because they're such bad production values yeah, that they, they didn't even show another replay of their return. It was so silky <laughs> smooth. He like catches it, almost runs in the receiver, ducks him. Slips out of a couple tackles, gets like 30, 40 yards out of those. Yeah, and then like looks like he's gonna get run out of bounds, but then like does like he jukes out one of the offensive yeah. line and it gets another like 10, 15 yeah, yards. He gives yeah. the old Ole. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be on the website too. Mm. That's uh uploading currently. Good. Like I said, a lot of plays. A lot of plays. I try to grab all the uh all the defensive turnovers and sacks, and then Offensive plays like running plays over 10 yards and then like deep passes and touchdowns. You so. shouldn't get that crack back block that Eric molds through on Teddy Bruski early in the game. I don't do highlights of other teams, it's only Patriots. It's crazy seeing plays that are blatantly illegal now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little jarring, isn't it? And the, and the commentators are like, about it. Yeah. Oh, they're like, what a great fucking hit. It's legit. Like, it's like that was Heinz like, oh. Ward. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like Heinz Ward out there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, like, yeah, another dirty fucker. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't dirty if it was in the rules, you know? It's true. Yeah. It wasn't dirty then. It is now. Can't yeah, do that. Definitely is now. I now, now you got people praising um, Jacoby Myers for not throwing that block and just yeah. throwing a pick instead to like yeah, Kendrick Bourne for a touchdown. 
It's it's a different game this day. Jacoby definitely could have cleaned that guy off his feet for sure. Actually, yeah. probably got like a block in the back. That's the thing about crackbacks are like almost there, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you can actually watch this game on YouTube. This one's on YouTube. Um, yeah. The links on the website. But uh, yeah, I mean, this was a good game to kind of get you ready for Monday night this week. I think. Not that, or you know. Depending well, on how Monday after, goes. Yeah, exactly. Monday, I was just thinking yeah. that when I said it. Yeah. Well, Bills so. fans don't watch this game after Monday night. Regardless. Regardless. <laughs> no Pats fans, you know, it depending on how it goes, maybe you want to relive some more glory. Or maybe you have some uh you know, maybe you just want to relive the glory for better or for worse. Or just watch that second quarter. That's where the fun stuff is. Yeah. Yeah, watch the second second quarter and then the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is great because it's a bunch of Bills turnovers. It's a great time. Yeah, it's just them imploding. Yeah. And you JP Lost been sighting. He throws a fumble and has an interception. Yep. Which is a hard winner of things to come. And he was and you know, he was getting hyped up even by the uh, commentators talking about how uh he's the first first round quarterback selected by the Bills since Jim Kelly. So he's like the second coming. <laughs> yeah, first to fucking many buddy. Oops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Won't be the last. So, yeah, so that was uh, 2004 Week 10. A great game, if you're a Pats fan. What's next week? Next week, the Patriots travel to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Dick Vermeil Kansas City Chiefs. I, I know nothing about this game. I know absolutely nothing about this game. I've remembered most of these so far, but this one, couldn't tell you. Apparently, Trent Green is a quarterback. Still not ringing any bells. <laughs> I, just, like, I feel like there's a bunch of big names in the Chiefs back then, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Kennison, Tony Gonzalez, Dante Hall. The other Chiefs just, game we did that went to overtime was electric. Yeah, that was great. So we'll see how this one goes. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I. This is one of those games I have no memory of. This is great. I'm looking forward to finding out what this is about. So guess we'll find out next time on. Oh yes, tune in next week to see how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> see, Greg's always joining us in spirit. Always, yeah. And so next next time, next week we will hopefully have him on, and he can uh, give us some recap of how being at uh, Orchard Park, New York, was for this Monday night game. Yes. Did they but bring until then, pallets for the mud field. Yes, exactly. But until then, we will see you later. See you later.